word out so I don't forget it. And welcome to the weekly Lockthroat H Town coming to you from the hub of the community, the Heston Public Library, recorded with podcasting equipment sponsored by USW Local 11228. Hi, Susan. Good morning, Rusty. How are you? Great, because I have a hot drink from the Heston Bakery. Yes, and Cafe. delicious. I'm drinking a caramel latte. What are you drinking? I think it. It has a JCTP. It has a symbol on it that's cryptic. I think it could have pumpkin, but I don't know exactly. Are, are you a pumpkin freak? Kind of. Okay. But kind of I just I have to say thanks. Shout out to Tyler. Thank Stutzman. you, Tyler. Yes, we'll get and him on the crew. podcast. Yes. Yeah. Well, Tyler always, he really texts me three or four times a day, says, when can I be on the podcast? When can right. I, I know. I'm sure I'm sure he does exactly what he says there. So <laughs> yeah, we have a great day today. Karen Regeer is here. Hi, Karen. How are you? Hi, Rusty. And Jackie's also in with us, too. I have a lot. I know you do. And and, and I brought a friend. We, we already have the friend. And Jackie's probably taking pictures of the friend. Ugh, the friend. <laughs> okay, I brought a stuffed snake. I said I would for the stuffy sleepover, which is happening. It is happening on the – ooh, I have all kinds of down. Um, so that is happening on the weekend of the 27th. Okay, so I'm a week early, but it can hang out at the library. We are going to use him to promo go, the stuffy go sleepover. Go for it. Go for it. And, and then I was saying I had a snake story. Is it is now the time? Sure, for that? I can tell this. Do you feel like maybe we need to have Brad Gore come from the arboretum no. to monitor this snake? No, well, no, because I think it's still at the arboretum. Okay, okay. Anyway, but it wasn't originally at the arboretum. The snake in the story, right? All right, here we go. The snake in the story. It was oh years ago, years and years ago, um, and mom in the middle of the morning, summertime morning was screaming bloody murder, screaming bloody murder. And she's screaming, there's a snake. Okay, fine. And my mother's a type that if she sees a snake, it needs to be mobs of pitchforks and torches to get this snake out of the neighborhood. And there's a lot of people in our hood that are like that too. So being a rational individual hearing <laughs> the snake, I went out to see this little snake. It was a five and a half foot rat snake, about this thickness, a little bit thicker than the microphone. Mm-hmm. The, so that's real. It was, and and it went shooting off between the garage, between myself, and at the time it was Dick and Ruth Ann Taves. Okay. And at when this happened, mom said, oh great, we're infested. And I said, no, we're not <laughs> infested. It's one snake. It's not going to break into a million little baby snakes. I can find this. Well, as the day went on, I went back in the backyard, and there was a snake, and it went back behind the garage. Same one. Same snake. Oh, okay. y- you don't mess with a five-and-a-half-foot rat snake. You know that it's the same snake. Okay. Jackie knows where this is going. I, lo- <laughs> I love this story so much. And uh, at the time, I didn't realize that blue jays are very communicative birds, and they were screaming in the backyard, caw, 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 which is blue jay for snake, and I didn't realize that until it was too late. Okay. So I kept trying to catch the snake, and it didn't happen and didn't happen. It kept slithering back behind the garage. At the time, the garage was – but the area behind it was an old garden that was overgrown with an old two-person bass boat that had flat tires on a flatbed trailer and flopped over. Okay. So I decide I'm going to catch the snake because I want to be humane. I'm and surprised to hear you say catch. I mean, I guess since you don't have any guns on your property, there should be no way you could do anything other than catch uh, it with your bare okay, hands. For, I'm humane, and it's a rat snake. Okay, all right. And I know that they keep – they eat mice. You have a couple yeah, rat snakes in the true. hood, you're not going to have mice. Right. We don't have a mice problem in our hood. Okay. So <laughs> South Main Street, that block from Academy South, we don't have a mice problem. <laughs> so. Which I also – Going off the rails again, but I can't believe you're calling that part of town the hood. That's what we call it. We call our hood. We've got a good hood. So 
Hmm. I wonder if that impacts the attendance at church. <laughs> now that I know you're referring to um, that part of town as the hood, but okay, no, go it's ahead. Our little hood, you know, we have our little hood. So, um, anyway, finally, I go out and I know the snake has slithered somewhere up underneath this this bass boat because rat snakes are voracious climbers. They climb everything. They will climb up in trees and search for eggs. They'll eat eggs. I do know that. Um, yeah, they, they do. I've had two fall out of I the tree. But, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, so I go on in and I'm looking for the snake. And I have a garden implement because I want to catch this snake. I want to be humane. I want to move gotcha. it. I don't want to kill it. Mm-hmm. And at the time as I'm working through this and I'm behind in this overgrown area and I'm wrenching, trying to beat the boat. <laughs> Jackie knows where this is going. Okay. Beat the boat because snakes can't hear. They can feel vibration. I'm trying to scare it with vibration. Um and I'm in shorts, it's the summertime, and I've got this boat, this overgrown boat, and I'm looking around for a snake. Out of the corner of my eye, I see this black thing, and I feel it slide down my leg. <laughs> so I let out the howl of a probably nearly surviving electric- electrician who's being electrocuted. Okay. And I begin to clobber the ground like a one-armed man trying to swing a golf club in a phone booth. Okay. And I am just beating the snake because now I panicked. I panicked now. I'm like, I'm killing this snake. It slid down my leg and I'm done and I catch my breath and I just clobbered the living snot out of that bicycle tire inner tube. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> that was somehow propped on the bo- boat and it slid down my leg and you see out of the corner of your eye black going down your leg because you know it's a black rat snake and right. you felt that and I lost my mind for just a minute. Really what I'm starting to think is there was probably no snake at all. That that bike tube flew off of someone's bike driving through the hood and r- kind of came on your porch. Your mom saw it, then it just rolled in your backyard. There wasn't really a snake. It was just a bike inner tube all the so, time. About three hours later, okay. and the next day, we ended up catching the snake in Dick Taves' backyard with a garbage can and a, this garden implement and getting this very not happy snake into this garbage can with a lid and taking it to the Arboretum and depositing it at the Arboretum. Way to go. You are so, humane. I was humane. Again, and like I may have I may have cut the arboretum's attendance down when they found out there was a snake there. But I'm like, guys, come on, it's uh, it's an arboretum. There's going to be snakes there. I guess. And one dead. Probably arboretum. didn't hurt them any more than the fact that you're calling the location of our church the hood. Really, the purpose of this show is to promote the community. Uh, we say we have a good hood. We have a we've we okay. said it. Yes, we've All got right. great neighbors. And yes. We do. And, and we also transitioning. We also have a great theme going with these words. Oh no, <laughs> more slang. I love it. Okay, more slang. And well, I just want to say that I'm so impressed that our guest Karen has already kind of prepared. She is going to pre- be ready to share a word from earlier time in her life. Jackie, have you been thinking about some more slang? And how about you, Rusty? Do you have any new words? You know, one of the words we used to use, and ironically, if you thought you were kind of sneaky or sly, you, we called you Sneaky Snake. So I don't, it just kind of popped got a theme up. going. You're yeah. not capping, are you? I'm not capping. Okay. Not capping. Right. No capping here. I'm just trying to slay. Okay. <laughs> Good. Okay. So Karen. Oh my God, I love this show so much. <laughs> Well, yeah, you have to. It's located in your building. I love it for so many reasons. You you can't not love it. Karen, you gave two examples of some really fun words that you and a friend, I think you were saying, kind of had your own little secret lingo language. I do not know where the words came from, but it was a neighbor girlfriend 
And if we saw something or looked at something that maybe didn't appeal to us or um, someone doing something that we knew we shouldn't be doing or anything, we would look at each other, get eye contact, and say, Ikamanyanya. And then the other word was Kudivila. Ikamanyaya and Kudivila are going in my vocabulary, and I don't have no idea what they mean. Okay, Ikamanyaya was like they were they were messing around. They shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, we knew better than to follow their lead or, okay. or to do what they were doing or Ooh, I can say use this. Or I can use this. I like this. Okay, so the other word, say it again for us. Kudivila. 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 And what did Kudivila refer to? You or? know, I'm not real positive, but we we just. There was just some message when we looked at each other uh-huh. that we just kind of knew. Right. But I'm not sure I remember. So we were about fifth grade, fourth, fifth grade. So awesome. And Ikaminyaya and Kudivila. Notice I, how many syllables those words have. Right? I'm not even going to try and spell it, but I'm going to use it. I think they were original. I you think, thought those. Okay. I, I think yeah. they were original because it was just my girlfriend and I. But okay. that was the first thing that popped into my head. Well, I like it because I can I can hit a golf shot and say that was Ikaminyaya, and they're going to look at me like I'm growing another head, and that's fine. I'm I'm great with that. No, Perfect. they're going to be like, you're not capping. That was uh, that's really stinking <laughs> yeah, enough. You're right. You're absolutely right. Look oh, at those Karen, gen- those generational are, transitions right here. I those love it. Are so <laughs> sweet to hear. Just like the fact that you created that and you had that bond. I think that really. Um, speaks volumes about that friendship. So I like hearing that. That is. That is. And Jack, Karen is here. To, oh, sorry. Karen's here to talk, talk blood, blood mobile. Yeah, yeah. I like not mobile necessarily. But okay, yeah. Jackie, do you have one? So it's not necessarily a word, but like growing up, it was all that in a bag of chips. All right. Yeah. Like I, that, like, oh, that's all that in a bag of chips. Yeah. Okay. Or that person thinks they're all that in a bag yeah, of chips. That person <laughs> thinks they're all that in a bag of chips. Yeah. Wow. I don't suffer from that at all. <laughs> Me either. Me either. Okay. Well, no I, cap in here. I never really said that. And Rusty, did you have any more to add? Um, not Before off the top we of my hear head. This week's word. Not not off the top of my head, but I'm ready for this week. We've okay. got way Ikaminyaya. I'm so. I know. I love with that. I will not yeah. try to uh, exceed the brilliance of those words, but. I didn't know those words before I came here. I would have tried harder. But my <laughs> word, it's it kind of works out because okay. last week the word was slay. Yep. Like, oh, slay, man, you're going over to her house. But, but this week it's salty, which uses four of the letters in slay, if I'm correct. You are. It just adds a T. So it's like a little wordle, which I don't even play because I think it's too hard. But salty means that you're kind of frustrated or upset f- over something small. And I did Google, and it says that was a very, like... Oh, I use that word oh, already. That's part, t- of my, yeah. Yeah. that's part of my uh, my vernacular. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So what you're saying did is... Did I really uh, just use the I'm word s- vernacular yes, on it? Hey, that's oh, a good 50-cent word. All right. So what you're saying is I'm super behind the times. No, salty, I, no, because I know a lot of salty people. Well, yes, but... That's that just, are upset at little things. Oh, okay. We All right. used to throw packets of salt at people in high school. Okay. Well, that is l- looping lo- back around. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I guess I was the, uh, my understanding. Of the word was like you know if you're getting salty over something, you're getting upset yeah. over. Okay. Yeah. I thought it had something to do with a pirate. It's usually if you're like unduly upset about something. Like right. I'm just really salty about the fact that I lost bingo and Karen won two games. Like, okay. It's it, yeah. Well, there we go. So that's the word okay. for the week. We'll see how salty. many like how, like how much longer we can drag Perfect. this out. Perfect. Well, no, we can move on because we need to talk that January is National Blood Donor Month. I see it on the prompt right here, and the blood drive. I believe I'm, 
is next Monday Correct. at the Heston Mennonite Church. And what time does that start, Karen? 11.30 to 6. 11.30 to 6. Okay, great. Great. Awesome. And just maybe speak a little bit about this because this is a major thing. The Red Cross always needs people's help for this. They need blood donors mm-hmm. right now because there is a, a, sh- a shortage, a great need for for blood for a lot of uh, different reasons. It can mm-hmm. be a trauma victim, a car accident, cancer patients, people with sickle cell disease is very important because that takes a certain type. Mm-hmm. Or just other blood donors. Um, we have about an average now of 60 to 75 blood donors that okay. come at each uh, blood drive. It used to be more, mm-hmm. but we still talk about prior pandemic. Right. Pandemic kind of put a damper on things. So we we would like more. Mm-hmm. I have a statistic here okay. that I found through the Red Cross, so I'm feeling it's legitimate that it's overwhelming me, that um, there's transfusions are required every two seconds in oh the U.S. Oh, my goodness. I had no idea think that. about that. Mm. That is extremely a lot of transfusions. Um, one in seven hospital patients need blood transfusions, yet only 3% volunteer to donate their blood. Wow. So that gives you a little Really puts little it in perspective. Idea. It does. It's a, it's a, yeah, I mean, the 3% is a drop of, in the ocean of this need. Right. Wow. And I always think about, not everybody can donate, mm-hmm. but if you can you never know when you're going to be the one that might need right. a unit of blood. And having um, a profession in the healthcare, I know how important it is mm-hmm. to have a blood available. And it may not be just one unit of blood that's given to somebody. Some people get so many multiple mm-hmm. units, it's unbelievable. Right. But it is broke down into so many different compartments of uh, blood usage, so it's not, you may not be helping just one person with mm-hmm. your unit. It can go to right. sixty and beyond number of people that can utilize a part of your one donation. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm looking kind of here in the criteria for blood donors. Can you go over that a little bit? There, there is a height and weight. Okay, like. Um, Women have to be 110 pounds. Well, some of us do not have an issue with that. (laughs) And I'm not not sure. I think men, it might be 130, but it's it's uh, there's a a graph to know the height that matches the weight and things. So there are some things that not everyone is eligible as far as weight and height. And then you have to be healthy at the day that you Mm -hmm. donate. Which is legitimate, yeah. Yes, (laughs) and it's been an issue with the the COVID-19 recently and such. Um, They will take your temperature, so it needs to be within the normal limits of the temp, your blood pressure, Mm -hmm. and your hemoglobin is another thing. A lot of people will come and try and donate, but their hemoglobin is just maybe a titch lower than the level that the the blood uh, blood drive requires, or the Red Cross requires. Okay. So it may not be critically low, but they can't accept it for their own reasons for processing. I see. So they will defer you and say, 
go eat some iron rich foods or before you try and donate again okay either at heston or some other place right eat uh iron rich foods and actually coffee and tea um they do not allow your iron to work in your system so a lot of people that drink a lot of that if they stay away from drinking that prior to donating i see have it afterwards oh, right but um there's a few things like that that the red cross who is governed by the cdc mm-hmm. so their regulations are come from the cdc for everything that they that they do right okay so and i'm looking here and you you laid this out so beautifully so this is great um I was looking here, and there's an app that they can, you can put on the phone? This has been the greatest thing that's happened. Really? Not everyone carries a phone, mm-hmm. uh, a cell phone. So it, it does make it hard for those that don't. But there is an app available on your, on your cell phone. Uh, the Red, Cla- Red Cross Blood Donor app. Free. Okay. It has a wealth of information on there. So... It will have your digital um, donor card, your ID, which you will need to register when you come. So it's with you all the time. Right. And you can schedule or cancel your appointments uh, on the app. You can, there's a a questionnaire that is very helpful. It'll streamline your uh, donation if you... Read through the questions. It's called Rapid Pass. Yeah, I was I was looking at that. That's kind of interesting about the – and I didn't even think about the, the history of travel and medication, especially the travel, would impact something like this. It definitely does. Like some countries where maybe malaria, yellow mm-hmm, fever, right. and some of those, if you have visited those within a certain period of time, you may have to sit out for a year of donating. Oh, wow. They will defer you for that a long. year. Wow. Um or some of its months, and they change this all the time. So it's important to double check it. That's what you said when you emailed us about that, that this is a kind of fluid and it's changing. I can understand with technology and exploring things, how this changes. So this is great to be able to at least have stuff this that you can look it up and see what has changed too. Yeah, a lot of donors will just kind of um, scan over some of the, uh, the questions and the information. Medication is another one. They're always changing. Right. And most recently, I just read an, uh, a little blurb about they have changed the criteria for that mad cow disease that was over in Europe. Okay. And so they are not. If you have lived over in Europe, in um, England and Ireland and some of those countries there, you can now donate where before. If you were lived within a certain period of time, I see you could not donate. So okay. they're always updating things mm-hmm. and changing as things. So I, I just jump in the you the app helps you register. Am I understanding correctly? There is no longer a walk up to donate. You have to schedule an appointment. Or did that even exist previously? It used to be you could walk in. Yeah, I, I remember that because we – I'd hey, I'd have people text me, can I park in your driveway? Yeah, go for it. Park okay. in the driveway. Go over, walk over. If, I that, feel free. No longer. We prefer to make an appointment and schedule it because um, with walk-ins, it it's difficult 
if you walk in at a busy time and they work you in, it just bumps everybody back. Right. Um, oh, well, that makes sense. That. And okay. for a while, we had a problem that it took longer. People were waiting to donate. It was becoming an issue because the staff from the Red Cross was short mm-hmm. because they work gruesome hours. Oh, they must. They're, They're long. Yeah. They lose staff. They don't have enough people hiring to help. Okay. And COVID, a lot of them were out quarantining. They had such a skeleton crew that would come. So it was longer. So they, at that, it was really a pandemic time that the, um, we did away with walk-ins. Now you can come and check. And if you, if we have an available time that somebody has not been scheduled, grab it. I Absolutely. see. Great to know that. But that's where you can go on your phone. And check and it out. Check it out. Wow, how cool. There's, It's not a perfect connection with the Red Cross, but you can get close. Pretty close. They'll be able to work it. But it just helps streamline your own donation as right. well as others if you make a, an appointment. Okay, very, very interesting. And, and I'm looking here, and, and there's a couple different types of donations. I didn't even know this, so that there's a whole blood and a power red. Maybe you can tell us about what the difference is there. So Whole red, most people just come and donate a pint of blood. Okay. So it is a one-unit bag, close to a pint, of blood, and it might be used as is um, after they've done a lot of testing uh, for various mm-hmm. things. So they are very, they make it very safe for your donation, you donating or for the person receiving it. So it's one unit and you can donate every 56 days, which is about every two months. So the drive comes at Heston every 56 days okay. so that everyone who has previously donated is, is the right criteria. If you are one day off, they will not take you. I understand. <laughs> And so that's six times a year that it's going to be here. So it, for the whole blood, it usually takes about eight to ten minutes. A lot of people can do it less than that if they really pump it out fast. <laughs> but it's not to your advantage that much. I, uh, I Just can take your yeah. time and let it flow and, and uh, donate your, your unit. And then probably... The total time that we like for you to be there is about an hour. Okay. So it's a little bit quicker. Then this Power Red is another type of a machine that they use, still just one needle stick, hmm. but it removes the red blood cells. Interesting. In your body. And it they I'm not sure how much they take out, but it qualifies as two units. Oh. So it may not be based on the actual weight or amount. I'm not positive about that. Okay. But the red blood cells are removed from your blood and then the plasma and platelets are put back in. So that's fluid that's put back into your system. So you're not one pint short of your total fluid volume. You usually feel better afterwards. And it's, it takes a little bit longer for that process. So Usually those people within an hour and a half have uh, donated their time. And they can only da- donate every 112 days. Because they're taking out twice as much, time. essentially. Yes. I see. So this Power Red, has is that somewhat of a new thing? Or have they always been able to do that? I don't know when they started it. But I, oh my, I've been helping 
probably for, what, 20 years or more, and it's been around okay. then. But there's some, we, with the concentrated red blood cells, they use that for different um, Has a different a- areas use. for okay. transfusion. Okay. And um, so they, and probably for different blood products sure. and such. I knew. Much more intricate than what I wanted to come and tell <laughs> no, you. But no, no, this is no, really interesting. This, this is, is very interesting. This is extremely important, yes. and I will just say, because I know pitifully little about this, and yet, I mean, I'm using this every day, all day long. You know, your blood is <laughs> yeah, kind of important. It's not like your cell phone. You can set your cell phone aside and do without it, mm. but your blood, and it's so interesting to think about this and so important for people to realize this is, like, vital to your life, and then by giving this... It's very interesting yeah. to me. Very well, it is. And along with this app on your phone or or computer, um, okay. whichever way, there is so much information. I just, just before I came here, I was just reading through a lot of it. Now, granted, healthcare is a lot. <laughs> it means is? a lot more to me than some people. But I learned so much on this website. Redcrossblood.org. Right. So anyone, yeah. like if you're just, after you listen to this podcast, if you think, well, that is kind of interesting. I'd yeah. like to learn more. You could just get on there and learn. And Absolutely. Yeah. So can you say a little bit about the typical routine when someone comes, they, they park, they walk in, and what happens? We have a registration desk outside of the community. I think they call it the community room. Mm-hmm. Fellowship Hall is another uh, word to use. Uh, you will stop there. You need your donor card. And they do, before they gave out plastic cards, but you've got it on your phone. That's most. So we will. Ah, Jackie's showing it. They're cool. We'll scan that. And it's basically just putting you into the system. Uh, we've made it very simple because we actually have you just sign in basically. And then you will go into the community room and sit and wait for your name to be called, go to a, an area small booth where the your hemoglobin will be checked, your temperature, blood pressure. Right. Um, they might ask you a couple of the more questions. If you have not completed your questionnaire of the rapid pass um, questions, which are like maybe where you've traveled, different meds, um, a little bit about your history, things, things that would... Uh, qualify you to donate, um, they, you can actually do them, the, answer the questions at that time on their computer, but it is much easier if you have it done. It's quicker if you have it done ahead of time. Then they will take you over to a cot, have you either sit or lie down, whatever you're more comfortable mm-hmm. doing, and they'll do the procedure to um, get your blood started going. Um, they watch it. The blood is on a machine that shakes it, keeps it moving, and weighs it. And there's a time element. Probably so it won't be clot, so they can't clot. Right. There's a lot. There, there's just minute information. Unbelievable for one No, th- this donation. is very interesting. I mean, I yeah. didn't know. I kind of did because they, at the time, I don't know if they still do. Do they still go to the school? They used to go to Heston High School they and do, a, the, do mm-hmm. a blood drive. I think they do on okay. occasion. Okay. So uh, then after, while, while it's pumping, then you're just, you sit there. They will monitor when it's finished. When you're finished, you stop. And all you're doing is squeezing 
your hand, squeezing okay. a, a ball or something in your hand. They mm-hmm. have different things every time. Um, and then they'll go through a procedure. They have to fill so many uh, test tubes, disconnect you from the tubing. Okay. And there's no rush to get up and off of that uh, cot. We find some people that want to jump off of it real quick, that they mm-hmm. get a little lightheaded because you've lost one volume right. of fluid. Your blood pressure doesn't like that. It gets a little <laughs> angry, maybe. Yeah. So just sit on the side of the bed for a moment. You feel good. And then we have um, a couple of tables set up, what we call the canteen area. And the blood, the Red Cross furnishes packaged snacks of cookies, nuts, crackers, things, and bottles of water and things. And that's all we could do during the pandemic. Right. But since we can now uh, serve food and things at the church, this we are serving homemade pie made by local church Ooh. women. And... You can pick up, come over and sit down, chat with someone else who's been donating. I mean, it's a social time for a lot of Right, it, it is. And it, it's a social time for a good, co- a wonderful cause and a need yeah. and a need. It's just important to take a few moments before you drive home. Yeah, <laughs> understandable. Just to sit yeah. down for a little bit, enjoy a piece of pie with, or, or just sit and have a drink. It's important to replenish your liquid, mm-hmm. so water's your best bet, but... Coffee always goes good with pie, so we serve pie and coffee. And then, if you're feeling fine, then you can you can leave and be on your way. So, it's kind of an individual uh, time element as to how much time you can offer. So, we try and make it as we are working hard to make it efficient. Right, right. And I also see, (laughs) which is really interesting. I also see that after there's a little bit of maintenance by call it bodily maintenance after the donation process too what you have to do from what you're saying and, and you're increasing your fluid intake you need to over the next over the next couple of days and things and i mean the the staff will tell you about right. this as they are finishing up and disconnecting you they'll tell you some things to eat but it's mostly you need to replenish your fluid mm-hmm. we don't realize i think most of us live as partial dehydrated people. I would agree anyway. with that. Yeah, I would think so. I think people don't drink enough water or fluids or whatever. And I'm really still, I'm just really sucking down my drink, uh, the promo for Hester Bakery and Cafe for, but that's neither here nor there. So. <laughs> but that's, so, and there's medical personnel there. So there if are, you have a little all of the staff, hiccup. All of the staff, uh, the Red Cross staff, they're all trained mm-hmm. to help. If, and you should tell someone if you begin to feel maybe a little lightheaded or sometimes some people get a little oh, nauseous re- or something. I remember those days in the at the high school and someone, well, he passed out. He gave blood and passed out and was out of class for the rest of the afternoon. So I remember they. That would be the rare thing I bet. I think it, I think it was rare. I think some. Yeah. They, 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 encourage they, Rusty. That's well, a great story to share. <laughs> Thank you. That's that's really good to encourage people. Well, no, people. no, but I remember that they were talking about someone fainted yeah. or did I a think faint. That felt, does felt happen faint, on so. occasion, but, so but it was there, it was it was rare. It yeah. was rare. Are there still openings then for next Monday? There are. Yes, as of yesterday, we had thirty three more slots. Okay. And that's if everybody comes, because there will be some people who might cancel the day of because maybe they're not feeling well. We right. do not want you to come if you are not feeling well. Um, or maybe some other thing came up. Right. And Understood. that they can't, or they forgot. Or they forgot, yeah. That's another thing. So um, 
it's easy to check the app to see what the schedule is, and you should know if there's oh, and some I th- openings, but... I just booked an appointment. And I would I would be willing to bet that people can actually use their phone and set an alarm then so they know, oh, this is coming up on my calendar. So they The so app they, actually can connect to your – I okay. just did this. It connects to your Google Calendar, so you can okay. just hit add to calendar on the app. Wow. Nice. Wow. It's pretty efficient, but yeah. you've got to be techie. And yeah. do, please go to Jackie if you have questions. <laughs> there we go, yeah. Hey, I have the app. I While we were sitting here talking, I actually just scheduled an That's appointment amazing. for 545. Mm-hmm. So – I mean, it's it's easy peasy. And if somebody does have a question about it, I would be more than happy to help them set up their blood oh, donor thank you. Perfect. appointment. Perfect. Yeah. I am there every time. I am actually called the program leader okay. by myself right now. So <laughs> if I can't be there, I would really like to find someone who would just work with me. Perfect. I mean, on a time that I couldn't be there. And all it is, I'm the gopher. You know, if we have questions or somebody needs some help with something or rather, I just kind of see that it moves smoothly with basically the donors. I well, don't do anything with the with the actual donation part. So, so you're the, kind of the community coordinator. Would that be yeah, a fair term? Yeah. I like it. I like it. I like, and she's and Karen's looking for help. So Karen, how can they get in touch with you if, if they want to help help you out? Phone number. Sure. That's probably the best. Okay. But, you know, I love these iPhones that. <laughs> Don't recognize a strange number, so you've got to leave me a message. So, 316-200-2580. Okay, cool. 316-200-2580. You know, I can't think of a nicer person that they would get to work with if they would volunteer to do this with you, Karen. You are so gracious and calm and kind. And what a way to serve the community Absolutely. and the wider area by donating blood. I, I bet there is someone in this community, maybe several people, that would want to get involved in this important ministry because it is life-saving. And it, oh, without a doubt. I feel like I learned so much. And basically, I would like to use what I learned today to go back and correct that biology grade from Wichita State <laughs> 1978 that did not look very good. Because I, I've learned a lot about blood, and, and now I know where I can learn more on my computer, and thank you. Thank you so much, Karen. And I'm still looking at the tidbits, and I did not realize that type O is the most common and that O negative is the most universal use and the highest in demand. And I don't even know my blood type. Do any of you? I bet you I'm all O positive. Do. O positive. Yeah, and that's, that's the O positive is... O negative is what they can give to anybody. Right. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to promo a book real quick. It's called Empire of the Scalpel. And one of the things that they talked about is the history of surgery. Mm -hmm. And when the essential portion of how we were able to get to where we are today is because they figured out how to control bleeding and how Mm. to – you can't do open heart surgery if they're going to bleed to death on the table – so it was such a revolutionary thing right before World War One was when they discovered blood types. So Empire of the Scalpel is nice. talking about how Very essential it was to have blood available to be able to even do the most basic surgeries that we think of today as routine. Hmm. I think probably the RH factor being mm-hmm. positive or negative was mm-hmm. a big impact on that too mm-hmm. because they didn't understand why some guys died and yeah. some guys lived they had no idea mm-hmm. until they really started looking at why did this guy's blood not clot why mm-hmm. did this guy's blood clot and kill him versus why this person <clears throat> walked off the next day and was you know okay right okay <laughs> well, here we go so um 
Karen, thank you so much for coming in. We had a little bit of a tech glitch there, so hopefully we'll be able to iron that out. And, I think and you did great. I hope so. I hope so. Thank you so much. Again, Monday, you can get on the app. You can check things out. Uh, Red, I put it, I moved, it's the uh, redcrossblood.org to get the app and come see Karen, donate blood, and eat some wonderful pie. Thank you. Thank you so much. Jackie, library stuff. Yes. So um, would we like to start with library stuff or Women's Civic Club? Women's Civic Club. It meets tonight. Today is Tuesday. So if you're listening to this as soon as we get this posted, today is Tuesday. Yep. Tuesday, January 17th. Women's Civic Club is reconvening for the first time. Um, We're going to have some table games. We're going to have trivia. We're going to have bingo. Um, Snacks are going to be provided. So it's a it's a chance to really get the club back up and going as um, as we come out of covid and really start to rebuild our social circles um, and rebuild friendships and community relationships and community service. Um, it's a it's a club that you know women are, are welcome to join, even if you're not in Heston. If you're listening to this, you know outside the the, Hes- mm-hmm. the city Heston, um, come on in. We're we're welcoming of all women. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be a good time. I would encourage people to come out again. It's it's about serving the community. It's about creating relationships and rebuilding connections between ladies in the community. Our motto is women supporting women. That's what you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a really it's meant to uplift ladies and empower um, women in the community to really make a difference. So we'd like people to come out tonight is is just for fun. Um, I think it is empowering and a powerful thing to come together in fellowship with no expectations other than come in, enjoy a couple of snacks, and and get to know women in the community, rebuild some of the relationships, see people you haven't seen in a while. Um, so, yeah, that is tonight at 7. We're coming okay. back to our roots at the library. Right. Um, Women's Civic Club founded the library in 1938. Keep that in mind for later. That will be pertinent. Um Okay. If you come this evening, so but the the Women's Civic Club we're bringing it back home to the All right. library. Very neat, so. very neat. And then yeah. we're gonna switch right into yes. library stuff. Library news. So um, we've had to make some some hard decisions. Um, Tuesdays and Thursdays, beginning February first, the first of February. Um, Tuesdays and Thursdays, Heston Public Library will not be opening until noon. Okay. Um, it's staffing constraints. It's um, we've just run into some really serious challenges with staffing. Okay. The, the ladies here work their tails off. Um, for the next 14 weeks, we looked at the calendar, and for the next 14 weeks, we have someone out, all but three of them. Oh, okay. Well, taking, that'll do it. Taking some very well earned and well deserved vacation time. We've got ladies who have. They haven't been able to see their families since COVID. Um, other opportunities have come up for travel for some of these women. And to be able to maintain the sanity of staff, um, this is just a, a choice that we have to make. It wasn't something that the staff decided lightly. The board um, takes these decisions very seriously, but the board is supportive of, um, of us moving forward with opening at noon on Tuesdays and Thursdays, beginning February 1st. Um, like I said, it's it's just staffing constraints. I'm sure everybody listening is kind of bobbing and nodding at this yep. point going, staffing is hard. Yeah, staffing is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So yeah, we, we appreciate our patrons being patient with us. Um, if somebody, we also have an opportunity, uh, if somebody wants to come in after school and help us with our snack bar. Um, funnily enough, one of our biggest stressors after school is our uh, hot chocolate and chips. And um, if somebody wants to come in and just take money and, and help with that. So our, I call them my squirrels. I love my squirrels. Um, but yeah, it's, we've got that going on. Um, we also have this, uh, this Thursday, the 19th, Miss Emily Miller is coming in and teaching a book folding class at yes. 7 p.m. We are supplying the books. All you need to do is supply your lovely self. Uh, it is all free. So okay. just to remind people, all the services that we offer are, are free of charge. Um, but we've got the book folding class coming up this Thursday, the 19th at 7 p.m. We still have room for that. So if you want to register, uh, I think we have at least six or seven slots left. Left, So that's always exciting and encouraging. Um, and then, of course, we have our stuffy sleepover. Yeah, you know, stuffy we, sleepover. Yes, we have the stuffy <laughs> sleepover. Um, and that's on the 27th through the 30th. Um, drop off your stuffy and they're going to make... Not mischief, but certainly some of the behind-the-scenes things that librarians get up to when the lights are off. All right. All right. Uh, That's like a multi-day event. It is. So uh, it's a whole weekend event, and kiddos that bring their stuffies in, I've already chatted with Prestige Printing, and they have very kindly said that they will print um, photo albums for kiddos. So we're going to take pictures, and kids can go home with the photo albums of what everyone got up to. Well, seriously, you know, you can go away for the weekend. Uh-huh. If you get those stuffed animals taken care of and tucked in over here, you don't have to stay home. The moms and dads could take a two- or three-day trip if absolutely. they come for three Abs- nights. Yeah, so, absolutely. Way yep. to go. Friday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That's uh, very generous. It's going to be a lot of fun. These stuffies are going to have a lot of fun. They might uh, see what's happening in the cafe. They're probably going to be helping us find some of the, you know, get some of the book processing done. Um, I I don't. You think they're going to use the podcasting equipment? I, you know, I think that they are. Let's keep that locked up. I think they are going to (laughs) try and set it up. I don't know that the stuffies are going to know where all the cords go. Okay, that's okay. That's the hard part. Well, maybe Rusty, Rusty will probably have to come up and check on that stuff. (laughs) Well, I'd be kind of concerned about choking anyone. It should be okay. I'd be more concerned about the snake, like getting tangled up in all the cords, getting very confused. Right. Okay. It's my snake, so it's probably going to be confused by default. Yeah, stuff going on, Jackie. Sounds great a lot going on um we really we really just want to tell our patrons how much we appreciate them uh and their patience as we do go through this transition with right. our hours yeah. um again that that was a decision that was it was a hard decision to make but for the sake of the the library and the staff um you can do it it's something we had to do yep but we, that, and we can be flexible we'll move our recording schedule to fit them too so yeah that's and, perfect. And we can we can still you know have the podcast we can still do all the wonderful things that oh, we right. do um we'll just have to do them between the hours of noon and six perfect and noon and seven on thursdays we're we still, are we're flexible susan and i are yeah. flexible if if so. we're nothing else yes we are flexible <laughs> Figuratively flexible because there is nothing literal about my flexibility. I here. am side eyeing Rusty <laughs> over here. Okay, let's be real. There is nothing literal about my flexibility. What else you got, Rusty? All right, next week, former Swather Ho- boys hoops coach Bruce Craze is coming in to talk about the 1982 83 state championship team and about that season. 
They The team will be honored during Friday night's game against Bueller on the 27th. It is the 40th anniversary of that squad. I think it's really, really cool. They went 24-1 and that year and were, were a very dominant team all year long. It's crazy. For, and so Bruce is going to come in and talk. I think we also have some other people coming in, too. Yeah, let's see. We're going to have a couple couple high school Stuco kids come and talk about a leadership event all that right. they're hosting in the community. And so basically what you're saying is people still care about basketball after all Yeah, the, years. Yeah, I yeah. think it's going to be really neat because Coach Grace said – most of the team that are still alive have committed to coming back. That will be such so a, it, get, it, get it, really cool. Get a shed that night. We'll get a, yes. Take, pack the shed, yeah. yes. Uh, tonight, both Swather teams are in action in the 30th annual Trojan Classic over in Hillsboro. The boys are the number one seed and the girls are seated sixth. The Lady Swathers played Remington tonight at six, and the boys play Republic County tonight at 730. Both games are at Tabor. Okay. On the campus of Tabor College. If the girls win, they play at 3 in Robert C. Brown Gymnasium at the Hillsboro High. If they lose, they play Friday at 3 at Tabor. Okay. If the boys win, it's a 7.30 date at Hillsboro High. If they lose, they roll back to Tabor on Friday night at 7.30 as well. Good luck, Swathers. So, yeah. And it's – I will say this much. I have been a part of that tournament so many times with the radio. They do it right up there in Hillsboro. They take care of the media. They uh-huh. they run a wonderful event. They're very kind, very welcoming, even if we are some rivals. But uh-huh. they do a great job. Do they have pie for the media people? I'm just asking. No, but they have always had – they have that Hillsboro sausage in oh. the media room, and that is really mm, good. Pie, so. sausage, pie. Yeah. <laughs> and, and homemade you, cookies. How and choose? Right? I, I mean, mean I, you I don't. Get, you just get fat. <laughs> <laughs> truth. Okay. Truth. And then you can give truth. more blood. Truth. And that was, uh, yeah, the truth. Uh, truth. We I think, are helping I think, you beat that minimum weight. Yeah. That's I think, what we are doing. I yeah. think my father, who was always my statistician, wanted to go just to go hang out in the hospitality room. Nice. So. Yeah. Hey, Rusty, are the yeah. Larks back in action yet? They are. They actually play on Wednesday, tomorrow okay. night. They host the. Uh, they host um, Allen County, I believe, okay. tomorrow at Ooh, six over there in Iola. Six and eight in the hallowed hardwoods of Yost Center. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. And Good things happen. I think that's everything oh, we've got. Oh. Well, I did get a little message. Um, okay. You know, people stay in touch during the broadcast. Yeah. No other time, but um, it looks like that on the 31st, First? we're mm-hmm. going to have uh, Grant from over at Water's Edge come and give a very detailed description of what the um, Water's Edge is offering on Valentine's Day. He's going to be our guest. Neat. Now, I cannot say for sure if he will be bringing little tiny samples of all those things. (laughs) That is the Susan Lamb. I'm just trying to plant a seed, Tyler. Yes. Get us us some. Prodding, yes. Whatever it is. Absolutely. Do you eat filet mignon before noon or is that not something you would do? I would eat filet mignon for breakfast. Let's be real. Uh, so okay. it's like a Dr. Seuss book. Yeah. Can you eat it anywhere? Can you eat it uh, in the Yeah. Air? Okay. All right. Good to I would eat some mignon right away for breakfast. Okay. So. There you go, Tyler. All right. Anna. Well, what a great, great thing we have going on. Again, hey, if you guys follow us on Facebook at, at the Weekly Walk Through H-Town, email us, hestonpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks so, again to Karen. for. Thank being you very much, Karen. Thank you, that. Jackie. And this has been the Weekly Walk Through H-Town coming to you from the hub of the community, the Heston Public Library. Recorded with podcasting equipment sponsored by USW Local 11228. For Susan Lamb, I'm Rusty Witcher saying we will talk to you guys next week.